episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast to help you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, ready to recap another Chicago Red Stars victory. Red Stars beat Rain FC 4-0. There were a whole lot of goals in this match, a whole lot of cool soccer stuff in this match to talk about. Unpack it all. No one can do it alone. I know I can't do anything alone, so I'm here tonight with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. Originator, how you doing tonight, Claire? Good. I'm, I'm on vacation, so we'll Yo. see. We'll see if my brain. We'll see if my brain is working this evening. Don't say that we don't have love for producing the content, because <laughs> even when we're on vacation, it's not truly vacation. That's right. It's always some soccer involved. Whether you, whether I go to Houston or Claire goes off to the wilderness, we make time for the Red Stars. Uh. Yeah, man, we got to, like, just dive right into this. Chicago Red Stars head on the road, right? They went to the great city of Tacoma to take on Rain FC. A record-setting attendance game for, for Rain FC. Congrats to, to them out in their new home, Cheney Stadium. First time for the Red Stars uh, playing Rain FC on this, on this stadium. It was a baseball stadium, Claire. Got to see some right. uh, some baseball, some baseball, some shorter, smaller measurements there. Some yeah, tiny they just they just get to make up how big a soccer field is. It was just fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool to sort of have another a game where it's like a lot of attendance. Like there was a, yeah. there's been a lot that's been said for a lot of the teams and the clubs out here in NWSL, sort of riding this wave of this post World Cup um, kind of bump, right? That everybody always talks about. And you're not just seeing it in places where you always see, like, uh, for, for Portland, who always shows up strong, or even in places like Utah, but we've seen it in Chicago already. Uh, we saw it for Sky Blue in Jersey, and seeing it for Ren FC in Tacoma, uh, and their first season in Cheney Stadium was also really, really cool to see. Um, so a lot of good vibes in their World Cup uh, welcome match. And, and the Red Stars were coming off of a really big win, right? We already said the, the 17,000-plus uh, back in Bridgeview, and then going into this match sort of before they have to maybe say goodbye to a couple of U.S. players for the U.S. Uh, US victory tour. Uh, so the Red Stars, I think, headed into this match wanting to sort of uh, get themselves another good result before kind of having to disband for a little bit. So for, for this match, the Red Stars uh, lined up as followed. Might sound familiar if you uh, listened last week and saw last week's match. But you had Alyssa Nair in net. Turner Davidson, Sarah Gorda, Katie Naughton, Casey Short rounding out the back line. Julie Ertz, Morgan Bryan, Vanessa Bernardo in the midfield. Yuki Nagasato, Aaron Wright, and Samantha Kerr rounding out that top line. Really excited to see this uh, lineup again. Uh, my first impressions was just I was really happy that this uh, – that this starting 11 was going to get another game together under their belts because I thought they did really well um, against North Carolina in the previous week. What were some of your initial reactions, Claire? Yeah, I also was I was very happy. I mean, we, we got the injury report on Friday, and we saw, I think you and I had kind of the same analysis of what was going on. Um, Danny Colaprico didn't travel. That makes sense. I wouldn't necessarily think of that as an indicator that her knee is necessarily worse and it has been in, in the past couple of weeks, but don't make her travel if she's not going to play. Um, Vanessa DiBernardo, that hip issue is not new, but that also in a way means that she was probably going to play on it. I'm sure it was a game time decision. I bet she wanted to go. And then Tierna Davidson, it looked like she um, 
still had that tightness in her hamstring that subbed her out uh, against North Carolina. Um, but the fact that both DiBernardo and Davidson were able to start uh, was a very good sign because that left, that gave Chicago that extra option again with Aaron right up top. Um, so yeah, I thought it was good. I, you know, I thought it made a lot of sense. They played really well against North Carolina and giving that another run out with the personnel that they have available at the moment. Um, yeah, thought it was good. Yeah, same. Uh, I think this some of these games coming up for the Red Stars are going to maybe be a little hindered as far as this. I mentioned the U.S. Victory Tour, and right. the first of that's going to happen this coming up weekend. So this particular uh, group of 11 getting another match together I thought was uh, pretty important. I know over these last stretch of games during that World Cup portion of the of the schedule, you know, we had to talk a lot about a lot about the losses there, but in between the lines of those losses is sort of the importance of um, being dedicated, right? We talked a lot about playing within that four through three and sort of still keeping up the momentum and the pace of play that they were putting together within that formation. So I'm seeing it kind of come to fruition uh, within these particular eleven players has been really, really special to watch uh, over these last two matches. Um, but we didn't know exactly how that was going to look against this particular rain team because rain FC has gone through some, some pretty significant injuries. I mean, you're talking about huge amounts of injuries to this roster. They have signed so many different players on to certain types of contracts to help sort of flesh out their roster. But for their starting 11, we weren't too sure how that was going to look like, but rolled out as follow. They had Casey Murphy and net Steph Catley, uh, Steph Catley, Lauren Barnes, Megan Oyster, Tracy Nielsen, uh, running out the back line, Morgan Andrews, Ellie Long, Ifyamona Manu, Beverly Yanis, and Bethany Belser, and Jody Taylor running out their starting 11. And honestly, on paper, I thought that that was a very, very respectable lineup for Reign FC. Uh, again, going, putting out this lineup with, uh, you know, head, head coach uh, Blacko there, he's, I always expect to see a very competitive match against these uh, two teams when they play each other and considering some of the narratives going into this match how rain fc sort of were pushing to get a result or needing to push a result to stay relevant right within the top tier of the table um having a big home crowd um having a player like ali long back from the world cup you know i just sort of expected uh maybe a little bit of a different scoreline um because the level of play from rain fc was definitely there fortunately the scoreline just didn't uh, happen for them but as far as um Getting this game underway, the Red Stars let everybody there know immediately who came to play. Uh, because within the first five minutes of this game, uh, you had Morgan Bryan picking up right where she left off from last week, making some special things happen, uh, feeding a ball off to Yuki Nagasato, who got a shot off, forcing a save out of Casey Murphy and... The brilliant Erin Wright was there to clean things up to get her first NWSL goal as a Chicago Red Star. And the Red Stars found themselves up 1-0 to within the first four minutes. What were your initial impressions of this start, Claire? Because that's a hell of a way to start a game. I mean, yeah. It, it was perhaps indicative of how the rest of the game was going to go. Um, I think... Well, first of all, Morgan Bryan had another really great game. Um, she gets hockey assists on at least I think two of the goals um, including that first one she set up Yuki for that shot um, and then Yuki had a great game I don't know what she was feeling that day but she was all over the place um, 
and I think I think a little bit that was some poor goalkeeping from Casey Murphy. I think she struggled a little bit on on Sunday. Um, that was maybe a rebound that you try not to give up. You try to catch it. Um, but uh, Aaron Wright was making that run. That was I, I tweeted about this. It's very funny. There's a moment on that goal where Sam Kerr oh, yeah. is watching <laughs> oh, yeah. is watching Aaron Wright come in to hit this rebound and she like she like has this empathy response where she's <laughs> she moves her le- she like it's like yeah. she's trying to will Aaron Wright into hitting this rebound into the back of the net and it's like she succeeded. Um yeah. but I mean yeah, it was a quick start. I think I think it was just a good indicator of how the rest of the match was going to go and it kind of played out that way. Sam Kerr backseat driving right. on that goal, watching watching Aaron Wright. Like this is how you do it. Hit the, you just kick that ball into that net. Yeah, Red Sox go up early. Move, move that leg. Move that leg. But you know, yeah, I think I agree with you. It was indicative of how that maybe this game was was going to go. Um, although credit to <laughs> credit to Rain because Rain FC come right back. Oh right? yeah. Uh, they come right on back and they immediately get a corner. And I don't know what it is about Chicago Red Stars and uh, some of these corners that they concede to the opposition. Uh, but pretty scary corner there. It almost was uh, an equalizer there uh, for, for Rain FC, but uh, thankfully it wasn't. Um, but Rain FC didn't sort of, they didn't look too shell-shocked, right? You know what I mean? From that first opening goal, which no. I think for some other teams, they they might have been. I mean, but this rain squad were were bringing it back yeah, on. Yeah, sure. I mean, the rain are an incredibly disciplined team, and and they are very well coached, and they've got a very smart roster, despite kind of the turnover that we've seen due to injuries. Um, they just, it was it was like they were doing. Ali Long actually had a really good game, um, but they didn't have that final piece and it looked a little bit like you saw Bethany Balser get in behind, but then she'd send some stuff kind of wildly, you know, over the bar or into the stands. And they, they did have that one moment. It was a very good kind of body save by Nair to, to stop them from, from that equalizer. Uh, We'll get, we'll get to further in the half, but there was that one chance that Ali Long got in behind the defense that she just roofed. Um, right over the bar. I don't even know how she did it, but um, they, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to tell because a Chicago looked really good despite what they were giving up, and yeah, the set piece depending defending was poor, but um, it, it was it it looked like the rain were outmatched while still playing pretty well, um, and they just didn't have the presence of mind in front of goal to put some of that stuff away. Chicago, though, really bringing it on. They were, you want to talk about a team like maybe having their finishing and having the awareness to be able to ha- have finishing on their goals for the day because the Red Stars, despite sort of, I don't want to say allowing Rain to get back into this game, but just sort of playing into what Rain FC were sort of giving them on this day, uh, came right back within the first and then this is all within the first 15 minutes uh, Vanessa DiBernardo gets this amazing goal for for the Red Star second goal on the day it was right around the 14th minute and Sam Kerr uh, well again Morgan Bryan right finds Sam Kerr uh, streaking into the box and Sam Kerr gets on this ball and the Chicago Red Stars on this day 
uh, I believe I tweeted out that they were so good at playing basketball as a soccer team on a baseball field. Sam Kerr gets this brilliant ball from, from Morgan Bryan and does this weird combination of like a juke move and like a psych out where she just like looks one way and pe- feeds this ball to Vanessa DiBernardo in the opposite directions. And Vanessa DiBernardo just put this ball in the dime and it was right into the goal past Casey Murphy yeah. for this goal on the day. It was probably, it could have been like, if another, we're going to talk about this other goal that happened, but if, if this was, if this game was only 1-2-0, this was probably one of the prettiest goals of, of the weekend. It, uh, yeah, it, it was a really good goal. Um, yeah, the assist, this, Sam Kerr is so funny. Yeah, she, she, we talked about, we talked about this last week with the DiBernardo goal um, for the equalizer against North Carolina, where it looked like she was running like a pick play. <laughs> and then today she did the, like the no look pass assist um and Di Bernardo was just completely unmarked at the top of the box and placed it perfectly um which I think for Di Bernardo I definitely think getting that first goal last week you saw she had another really good shot in the second half where she just she's there's a confidence shooting that she's having right now that I'm not sure was there maybe a month ago um because things are just landing in a way that they weren't you know landing in June um but yeah, I mean that was a total defensive breakdown from the rain. But also, I don't know. Chicago is just flying. I don't know what you do with that. Sam Kerr had her best game in like a month at least against the rain, and and like I said, so did Yuki Nagasato. So yeah, I, the, so the, many the, of these- the thing I like, you know, the thing I liked about it, and maybe this is it, is that um, we, we've complained a lot about how Chicago can sometimes look like they have trouble like playing against another team on the field like they can't execute when there are other teams trying to also execute um and they were just they were undefendable on Sunday that was really nice yeah no they were playing so many of these players were having fantastic games right uh I believe at the end of the match I said that everybody has their option of who their player of the match could be and for me it was was Morgan Bryan yeah, but you could right. say that for so many players on this day, whether it was Morgan Bryant or Julia or Yuki Nagasato or Sam Curry doing what she's doing, you know, um, it was just ridiculous. This first 15 minutes especially were just, um, it was just really special to see what we were watching um, happening through those first 15 minutes. But credit to, to Rain FC, like they, <laughs> the first 15 minutes was, was all Chicago Red Stars, but you definitely had Rain probably for the, the the final 20 to 30 minutes of that match, really having the Red Stars kind of on the back book a little bit um, as they were sort of trying to press for some type of response or carry some type of momentum um, for themselves uh, into halftime as, as the home side. Uh, there was a bit of a delay in the game at one point. Um, Casey Short and Onomano sort of had a small collision. Casey Short had to go uh, off the sideline, had a nice little goose egg um, forming on, on, I think it was over her left eye. And um, for whatever reason, that made her play even better than she already <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, she, she had a great game. All of a sudden, she came back onto the pitch and was like, yeah, I love eggs. Watch this. And it was just amazing to sort of um, see her putting in her work, you know, on, on the back line there. But as these two teams headed into to halftime, um, I did feel that Rain FC were sort of carrying the momentum despite being down two goals uh you just thought that they were going to come out into the second half 
um, with a, a heavier, a, a really heavy response, uh, especially just being the home side and having the crowd behind them. Um, a few missed shots and a block shot um, to sort of end out that first half uh, for Rain FC. And as we went ahead and started this uh, second half, I was kind of curious if there were if there was going to be um, like we saw in the last match where there was a, a sort of an immediate um, halftime substitution. Mm -hmm. uh, for either of these teams, but we didn't see that right away in this game. Um, so substitutions for this match didn't really happen until the, the 60th minute. Um, and prior to that, uh, the Red Stars went up on a third goal, this brilliant, brilliant goal by Yuki Nagasato, mm -hmm. who had had up until this point, you're talking about had had such a phenomenal game. She was just like everywhere on this pitch and like her vision and her sort of majestic play that she was putting on display uh, this day. It was nice to see her get on the end of a goal. This amazing lob of a pass from Casey Short over on the right flank, and her finishing on this ball is sort of uh, just to get her shin on it, really, and get it past um, and get it past Casey Murphy. It ended up being this goal that was nominated for, for goal of the week. Didn't win, but it was a beautiful, beautiful goal. And it put mm -hmm. the Red Stars up three goals in the 51st minute. And you just kind of felt like, despite the rain sort of bringing on and pushing forward and having a bit of a better play, you just sort of felt like they were never, ever going to get into this game, no matter how hard they tried. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, they... Uh, yeah, and... I mean, we talked about this at the at the end of the first half. They did have a little bit of momentum, and they just had some shots. Uh, yeah, I, again, I think Chicago played really well. I think the rain are really hurt. I think they aren't really vibing because they've been having some issues and um, with their roster. And I actually think what they've done to this point has has been admirable. Um, but they just didn't have the pieces. It kind of looked like one team was playing, you know, post World Cup ball, and one team was still kind of stuck playing. World Cup soccer, um, and yeah, I mean, that Yuki goal was wonderful. It, it was a great showcase of what Casey Short had been doing um, the whole match, and and yeah, just at that point, too, I just think psychologically, that's tough. I mean, they give up those two quick goals at the beginning of the half. They play better, but they don't get a goal. Um, kind of sounds like Chicago like a month ago. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to bounce back from that as time's running out, and I think we saw that. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, getting that, Red Stars getting that third goal uh, in the 51st minute, that's, it's just, uh, it just, again, I, I said that it just didn't matter, like, what the rate were going to put out, it didn't matter how hard they were trying, it just, it just was not going to be that day for them. We immediately saw, like, the substitutions taking place in the 60th minute. Uh, Rosie White came on for, for Morgan Andrew and Rain FC uh, at the 61st minute, and Addison Steiner also came on for Jody Taylor. So a double sub there for Rain FC to sort of try and put something together, even to sort of just end out on a good performance to build on into to next week. Uh, maybe Red Stars with a sub of their own, uh, bringing on Katie Johnson in the 67th minute uh, for Turner Davidson, um, who was also on that uh, injury report, I think with a bit, uh, a bit of uh, tightness in the hamstring still. But Katie Johnson um, doing her thing, coming off the bench for Chicago as a sub, um, being able to make these uh, have these impacts into these matches um, as she's coming off of the bench. And sort of seeing her play uh, flesh out a little bit with uh, Vanessa DiBernardo, Sam Kerr, Yuki Nagasato, that was really nice to see. Uh, Vanessa DiBernardo also was uh, subbed out of the match herself uh, in the 81st minute for Savannah McCaskill, who, who ended up... Uh, 
getting some time here and getting a shot off on goal, her own, uh, forcing a save out of uh, Casey Murphy. But Sam Kerr would not be denied on this day. And uh, she ended up making this match 4-0 on (laughs) this ridiculous sort of play. Uh, Katie Johnson found herself on the ball. And at this point in the match, she just had a lot of time and space on it. Uh, made a few cutting moves and uh, into the box. And Sam Kerr literally just needs to exist in the box and uh, confuses and petrifies uh, defenders and uh, was kept onside uh, by, I believe it was Bethany Balser, right? It was, on, yeah. It, it, kept onside by Bethany Balser because she looked something. Of course, the, the back line was calling for, for an offside position, but she was actually kept onside by Bethany Balser. Right. And Sam Kerr put away this ball. She just had all the time and space in the world in that box, and it was gone. Yeah, four yeah. zero Chicago. And and she and Katie Johnson had had some really good play. She they had one, they had two, I think, really good plays get called back for offside um, in a sequence that led up to that goal. Um, one with Kerr on the receiving end, and then one with Johnson on the receiving end. And I almost wonder a little bit if Kerr didn't think she was going to get called again because she kind of whips that ball to the far to that far post, kind of across her body, and. It was a perfectly placed shot, and it went in, but it did kind of look like she was expecting it to be called back. Um, maybe even she didn't see Balser holding her on to her left. Um, but, yeah, she nailed it. It was a it was the perfect pass, and it looked so easy, and um, or perfect shot. But the, the pass from Johnson was also incredible, and, and that, that reminded me, actually, of, of a lot of what we've seen Vanessa DiBernardo do when it comes to those passes through. So it does feel like... It feels like we're at the point where even with someone like Katie Johnson is being influenced by who she's playing with in a really positive way. Yeah, no, it was it was good to see Sam Kerr get this goal um, in a game like this where so many things were working so well for this team um, against Rain. And uh, Sam Kerr got her goal and got subbed off immediately. <laughs> Nikki Stanton came on to help sort of uh, close out this match. Welcome back, Nikki Stanton, who had served a uh, yellow card accumulation uh, game suspension uh, last week against uh, North Carolina Courage. So she was back and able to sub on and get some minutes. And that was really all it was. It was just sort of uh, really a defensive move, uh, pulling off your the top goal scorer, your best goal scorer in your team, and closing out this game, right, 4-0. And they did that. Red Stars walked away with a 4 goal win a clean sheet and probably a shit ton of confidence even more than you probably could have had coming off of against the win uh, against North Carolina it was lovely to see love to see it um anything else in particular in this match that you'd like to address before we move on and talk about how the team might not look this good this weekend Claire right um I guess the only one is you know and this this kind of this this will carry us into this upcoming weekend. Um, Chicago to this day has not solved the problem of Julie Ertz and Danny Colaprico, um, and both at like both like in the midfield. Uh, last year, it was an obvious choice to kind of push Ertz back into the center back position um, and have Danny play the six with Danny hurt with Julie Ertz coming back. Ertz has been playing at the six. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you push Julie Ertz back. I don't know. I don't also don't know if Morgan Bryan is healthy, how she doesn't play full nineties with what she's been able to do. Um, 
we don't know where Danny Colaprico is with her fitness right now, but we are inching back towards that kind of question of this crowded midfield and what we're going to do about it. Um, and we're not going to have to worry about that at all because none of them are going to be there next week. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, you brought her up and I think we probably should just end the, end the rain game on that. But yeah, Julie Ertz had another ridiculous uh, game. Uh, we talk about a lot about so many of these players right. um, coming together and having these outstanding performances over these last two games, this last game specifically. Um, but Julie Ertz has just been playing out of her mind since exiting, both during that World Cup and exiting uh, this World Cup. She's just on another uh, level right now, and it was really special to see. And it was uh, nice to sort of, uh, I know you and I were able to, th- thanks to some of our great colleagues out there covering the rain. We were able to hear some, some post game audio from Rory Dames and Julie Ertz um, and just sort of um, listening to her talk about this midfield play right now and um, sort of being able to do what they're doing um, together on the Red Stars right now is, uh, is, is pretty, pretty special. So yeah. heading into to this weekend, uh, we mentioned earlier at the top of this episode that uh, the U.S. Women's National Team will begin their U.S. Victory Tour. Uh, they're celebrating their World Cup win, um, going to be playing a handful of matches uh, during this summer into the fall. And the first of these matches are going to be occurring uh, this weekend on uh, <laughs> August 3rd. And while I think they're leaving to go play in Santa Clara, the Rose Bowl, uh, the Red Stars are going to be playing host to Utah Royals FC, and uh, it's going to be some players missing for both of these teams. Um, we're just going, nothing's been official as of the recording of this podcast, but we're just going off of the assumption that it's a United States Women's National Team victory tour. So we're assuming the 23 players who won that World Cup will not be available. So we're likely going to see a Red Stars teams with the absence of Alyssa Nair. Tierna Davidson, Julie Ertz, uh, Morgan Bryan, and for Utah Royals, uh, they'll be without uh, Becky Sarbrun, Kelly Hara, and uh, uh, Krista Press. So uh, a number of players missing, uh, very impactful, crucial players for both of these teams, I think, this weekend, who will be missing uh, on both sides. Um, a little hard to gauge. I know we brought it up a little bit as we were closing out, um, recapping that first um the, that, that game against Rain FC where you sort of brought up uh, Danny Colaprico and sort of fitness, maybe how she's feeling and the role that we could possibly see her in uh, this weekend. And I think you and I can both agree that maybe we need to look at a player like Vanessa Bernardo in that aspect uh, as well. Somebody who's sort of been um, dealing with that bit of a hip issue. This isn't new. We saw it uh, flare up uh, last season and uh, it's uh, being noted on injury reports uh, a little more frequently now. Um, this season Um, so it's going to be interesting to see sort of what that midfield is going to look like or how it could look like in this match yeah I don't think we have any idea Um, it'll really just depend on how Danny Colaprico is feeling um, and how Vanessa DiBernardo is feeling and yeah I have no idea Uh, I mean I think the good news for Chicago is that I think um as much as, as their U.S. Women's National Team players have been important for, for them, I think Utah is going to be missing theirs as much. Um, I think Kelly O'Hara and Kristen Press have, have been a majority of that Utah attack um, for the last couple of weeks. And so we'll see kind of what they come up with with them gone. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, Chicago will still have Sam Kerr, which is obviously very important. But we also saw that if it's not vibing in the midfield, you know, Sam Kerr can only do so much on her own. Um, yeah, I mean, I would assume we'll see Aaron Wright go back to left back. I think they'll slot in one of the younger players up fro- up top, either Katie Johnson or Savannah McCaskill. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. We might just see something similar maybe to that Houston game where we've got Nikki Stanton, Vanessa DiBernardo, and Danny Colaprico in that midfield just kind of trying to survive another game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think um, speaking, you and I speaking a little bit off mic prepping for this podcast, um, yeah, I think we both agreed that it'll just be one of these games where it may, might be the game that brings everybody back down to earth a little right. bit. I, I think that this game could go either way. I think we could see a win from the Red Stars. I think we could unfortunately maybe see a win from the other side. I think we can also maybe even see a draw. It's really a wild card this weekend, I feel like. Um, but I think that the Red Stars have enough on paper to be able to sort of scrap out a win, right? We saw that they're, they showed us that they were capable of that um, in a game like they played recently in Houston. Um, and it might be another one of those games where they just have to try to will themselves to win ugly. And uh, they didn't have to do that, really, this season. Um, I think we both agreed that the first time we really saw them do that this season was against uh, Houston recently. And um, I think they got it in them. And if they got to dig down and reach into that, I think they can maybe do it again, especially, you know, uh, being at home and having the comforts of home and uh, their routines for game days uh, here. So uh, I don't know. As far as uh, players who you might, you think you might want to have an impact, is there anyone in specific you want to see have a good game this weekend? Um, I think the obvious one, the obvious one is probably Katie Johnson. I think she's probably most likely to slot back into that starting role um, with other players gone. Uh You know, she plays, she continues to play really well with Sam Kerr. I'm not really worried about that, but, um, I mean, we don't, you know, it's going to be a physical game. It just is. Uh, and I, with Chicago's midfield being a little bit beat up, that concerns me a little bit. Um, and so I think they're just going to have to try to find ways around that. So also maybe maybe Nikki Stanton maybe she needs to like really hold it down there in the middle against um against the way that that Utah likes to play. Hey, Nikki Stanton is free. She's free. <laughs> she has been released. Yeah. Uh, you are yellow cardless, Nikki Stanton. You do whatever it is you got to. Do. Uh, yeah, again, I just I think it could be one of those games. I think Nikki Stanton is one of those players I think that we need to look out for. Maybe she's going to have an impact in this match. Uh, agree with um, with Katie Johnson as well. Uh, I hope that Yuki Nagasato um, sort of takes what she's been doing yeah. and sort of help facilitate things as she has been um, for these for for so many of her teammates um, into this match. So I think there's a number of players who can um, maybe put together something special to get a good uh, result this weekend uh, for the Red Stars. Red Stars, uh, as they head into this weekend, they find themselves in third place in the table uh, with 23 points. Uh, Utah find themselves in the bottom half here, uh, 18 points. So it's it's a bit of a scramble, I think, for that that fourth place. Right, right and and we're not quite at the point where we're talking about six-point results, but obviously Utah is one of those teams that would like to knock out last year's playoff teams um, to get in. 
Uh, I think right now, obviously, we're seeing North Carolina, Portland, and Chicago look very ready to kind of do this again. But we don't know for sure. I think um, I, I think I think if Chicago gets three points out of this, you could call it a six point weekend. I think that's significant. Um, I think they just got to yeah. keep eyes on Utah, Washington, and Houston, and and the rain, I guess too. But um, they've finished their series with them, so uh, those three teams that they still have to play, I think those are the ones where they're really gonna want to get as much as they can from those games. Yeah, I think it's fair. And considering that um, that first match that they had against Utah where they ended up just uh, right. had their eyes on a draw but ended up losing the match, um, in hindsight sort of looking at that now, you know, uh, maybe you want to try to get this result and, you know, pressure for that third match uh, later on down the road. So uh, we'll see. Uh, it'll be a good one. Hopefully uh, it'll be a good turnout. Um, people maybe – who went to last week's match. Hopefully they like what they saw and they get to come out again this week um, and uh, root on their uh, Chicago Red Stars. And uh, hopefully it's just a good match, right? That's all we ever want. It's a good match uh, yeah. full of good things. And nobody gets uh, hurt. And nobody gets hurt. That's the biggest one, isn't it? Um, on that note, we're going to end this podcast on the good vibes. Where can people find you and your good work, Claire? Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me doing recaps at Hot Time in Old Town, um, and you can find me doing stuff for The Equalizer, uh, and that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like, um, that's Scout Ripley, which is also the name of my musical project. Follow your Chicago local band, it's Scott Ripley, they're cool, they're awesome, they do the podcast music for all of your favorite podcasts, including this one. Uh, if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, uh, you could do that on Twitter at Sanderrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Uh, you can find lots of uh, Red Stars work at Hot Time in Old Town. Uh, previews, recaps, um, things we learned in the match from me and Claire. You can find that at Hot Time. Um, got a couple things on Equalizers. Something's coming out very soon. I know I promised that to you guys last week. I was just joking. I was just kidding probably going to come out uh, sometime this week, so fingers crossed. Uh, and if you want to find some other Chicago Red Stars content, you can do that at secondcitysoccer.com. Uh, but if you don't like reading work, is reading is dumb to you, and you only want to listen to podcasts, you should absolutely, 100%, continue your support of the Southside Chat Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that by following us on all social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. And you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. So when you find us, you should go ahead and subscribe, give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review. That stuff helps us out tremendously when we're trying to make your Chicago Red Star content. So continue your support of the podcast. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week.